0: hey thank you for joining me i appreciate it
1: oh thanks for having me bruce
0: usually i have a partner with me but he got tied up today doing something so you got just me oh
1: well we'll (laughs) miss him
0: (laughs) (laughs) where are you located you're out in california
1: i'm in las vegas
0: oh okay so not too far Mm -hmm. what's it like out there today nice
1: actually yeah it's in the mid 80s which is unseasonably cool (laughs)
0: Are you guys affected with any of this uh, weird smoke that's coming from Canada? Or not at all?
1: Oh, did I lose you? Uh,
0: you there, you there? Check, check. Hello? 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 Hey, you there? Oh, now hey, I got back. you. No, that's-
1: yeah.
0: Are you guys affected with any of this uh, Canadian stuff? The smoke?
1: L- Luckily, no, thank God.
0: Cause I'm in Richmond and it's, it's pretty hazy and I mean, you could tell it and you could smell it. It's not as bad as I guess up in New York or whatever, but it's pretty.
1: Yeah. I can't, I can't even, like, I'm seeing my friend's pictures from New York and I'm Isn't like, crazy? I can't even believe the sky over there looks like that. That's, that's, you know, the bad places in California look look like that.
0: Yeah. Uh, it's like apocalyptic almost.
1: Really. It's scary.
0: Anyway, we're not here to talk about that. Let's talk yeah. about you. <laughs> new, your new single "Song of Hope" and "Lavender Mountains" are out. What's been the response to them so far?
1: So far, really good. I'm, I'm grateful to say people have been open towards them, and especially "Lavender Mountains" with the music video and the uplifting kind of theme to it and stuff um, seem to resonate with people. So I'm, I'm glad. You know, I do feel like pe- we, we do need some, some positivity in our lives. You know?
0: Holy cow, you ain't kidding. <laughs> I mean, it's been such a difficult process right what um what message if you had a message to give to your fans or what takeaway do you want them to walk away with after listening to those songs
1: i mean i guess it is the message of hope you know and just a reminder that we can all be in a good space we have to be kind to one another and we have to want to be and everything but it all snowballs on that you know so
0: i That's so agree and like you turn on the news every day and it's just almost overwhelming and i 100 percent agree we need especially music because i think music yeah. connects people in such a a different level that it you kind of need that stuff to sort of get through
1: I well I, i'm glad you think so because you know as someone who likes heavy music too i i know that sometimes the way that we cope is maybe with angrier music heavier I, music and i totally understand that um and this is just kind of Coming from a different place, you know,
0: so I think you're right. I do like heavier stuff and, you know, it's definitely a heavy metal podcast. But we kind of step outside the box when we connect with stuff, when we listen to different things. Mm. In fact, this afternoon, I just had JD Pincus from the Butthole Surfers. on. Oh, cool. And he's doing like this weird psychedelic um, Mm. banjo stuff which nice. sounds it sounds absolutely ridiculous but for some reason it like it resonated yeah. so i had to get him on the show so nice. it's the same thing with you know with your work i definitely like the heavier stuff but i think you know you can think outside the box the music connects with you sometimes you don't even know why you know sometimes i find a rap song that just sort of hits right.
1: exactly yeah and I've i've always felt that way you know to me it's it's music and i'm gonna let that drive me wherever it lands and Hopefully people are open to it. And so like I said, I'm I'm grateful that that's been the case.
0: So the uh the fans of your heavier work with like Death Clock and all that stuff, they've been sort of open or is it a whole new
1: I believe so. I mean, you know, it's hard to tell because I, I it's it seems that way, you know, it seems that people that have known me through that are just overall music fans and guitar fans and haven't had you know i don't think it was that big of a stretch from them from what i'm seeing i mean i don't know you know like who knows Uh, but uh yeah
0: when you sit down to write are you uh setting into that space with a you know a theme in mind or do you just write what comes to mind and then let it go from there
1: uh it depends most of the time nowadays the ideas come to me i hear them in my head and back in the early days that used to be maybe just a little part of a melody or it was really foggy and i could only pick out a few of the notes and the rest was like really hard to hear and through the years of 50 through that now i hear more stuff and i hear maybe some arrangement ideas or things like that so i jot down mostly in voice memos i sing the ideas into the phone i jot down whatever other notes i hear at that moment about the arrangement and then when it's time for me to sit down and flesh it out and demo it out then i kind of take all those notes down and sketch it out so that's been my process as of late but that's not to say that you know some of the writing does come when you're sketching it up and you have to complete something sometimes it's not the entire song that you just receive magically you know so there is that labor of love of sitting there and working the rest of it out and it's all different ways of the same thing you know so as as i Kind of try to remember to let my ear lead even if i'm not hearing the idea right away i don't want to be the kind of writer that kind of relies on the guitar to to drive finger patterns to write something with you know that's not right. where really where i'm going i'm really trying to lead with what my hearing so even if that's in the context of sitting down and sketching something out that's already halfway done that's
0: always the the priority do you sit down and write like stuff like uh, lavender mountains specifically or does it just come out that way so what i'm i guess what i'm saying is are you opposed to like a heavier song coming out or is this going to be your solo at
1: yeah i'm not opposed to anything that comes out i'm really looking for what's truly in my head that's what drives me because it's easier to not judge the ideas as much when you know that that's truly what you heard it doesn't i mean it's still matters if they're good or not right but when you're working something out you're a lot more concerned about the worth of it and the idea of if i heard something in my head that this is clearly the thought that i had you can't argue with that as much because that's really what you meant so i'm going towards that that's what i'm searching for and whether that comes out in a tune that ends up having the melody played by an accordion, <laughs> right? And that's sometimes what happens, you know? But I don't want to bastardize the music because it needs to fit into a certain mold. I want it to be what I heard and what it felt like right. it should be.
0: So is that irregardless of the, and this is going to sound bad, but just go with me for a second, is that irregardless of the <laughs> fan base or the listener? So I mean, truly, yes. if, if the accordion or the lute comes in, it comes in? It's okay.
1: happened you know <laughs> yeah it's happened and uh like i said that's why i am grateful when people are open minded because sometimes i release music where i'm like this is that your mama's guitar album and i don't know how people are gonna feel about that um but i i got an art you know
0: that's great i mean it, it's good that you can do that because i know a lot of people feel like a certain responsibility to their fans or to the the genre and they pigeonhole themselves. There's, in so there's, don't, a
1: real, there's a real thing to that. Yeah, there's a reality to that. I mean, I definitely want my audience to to feel like they're getting what they want out of me, but I guess my way of seeing it is, I don't think any merit is missing from that. No, no, so no, no, if it. You're so just come along for the journey. Like a different genre, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Interesting. When you're writing your songs, are you writing <laughs> them? it's probably a two-part question are you writing them for how they're going to come across on stage or are you writing the song for the song's sake and then if so is it difficult to translate them live
1: it's the latter and it can be and sometimes i write something that that's exactly the the question that comes in mind where it's like "Ooh, this is going to be hard to put together on stage but should that stop me from putting this on the record and seeing this through as a composition that's worth completing so again i try to let the mu- music lead me and whatever hole i dig myself in i figure out how to get out of it later because <laughs> i imagine uh, and sometimes that means, hmm.
0: i mean i to say i imagine you're you're noodling around and you're playing your guitar and you're going to come play some stuff and go holy crap that's great but that may be like a, a one-time thing and you got to relearn it to play it live right
1: yeah yeah i mean that's that's a big part of it too i mean you, you that's why there's so much work and just working of the tune before it ever feels it's like it like it's ready to go live. You How do want you, it to feel as natural to you as a, as the rest of the set.
0: Right. How do you find musicians to keep up with? Them? I mean, do you have a, a set of musicians that you play with or
1: I I laugh because it's like there's so many great musicians that are just like killing it and right. it's it's not very difficult to to find people that are just like rushing that so i've been really fortunate to play music with a lot of different people i have a west coast band i have an east coast band now i'm gonna have a european rhythm section for for those shows so uh everybody interprets it differently which i think is really cool because a lot of these tunes are really old to me i've played them live a lot they're just i mean you know it can be hard to get re-inspired so when you have a different drummer or a different bass player that sees just the smallest thing a little bit differently than how you've used to heard it for the last 10 years live and it changes everything and so that's actually what keeps it exciting is that i'm just i'm so lucky to be able to play this music with more than one section
0: nice so you mentioned europe do you have a, a dates coming up then you're taking this on the road
1: i yes we're gonna be uh in europe in march next year we're still uh, adding some stuff to the tour, so we haven't announced the dates themselves. But that's that's the plan.
0: Now, what we gonna be doing for the rest of the year, then, like through the summer, are you playing gigs or are you kind of just uh, promoting songs or singles?
1: So I have actually a lot of stuff going on. Um, going on the road with Death Clock for a long tour uh, that starts at the end of August. Um, Danny Elfman has a few dates in early August that we're doing, uh, and I have. I always have Cirque shows in between all this stuff and a few solo shows as well. So I got my hands full uh, this year, which is amazing. I'm I'm very excited, especially yes. the Long Death Clock tour is something that you know a lot of people have been waiting for for many years, and so oh, yeah, so 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 ready.
0: <laughs> Do you find it difficult juggling all those and re- remembering where you are even what you, what gig you're playing that day?
1: Sometimes, yeah. I mean, it I think it's more the worrying about it than the actual thing when i when i do it it's somehow it always works out but it's just hard not to doubt yourself when you know that you have all this in front of you. you're you like do i really remember this you know there are times where if i need to learn a new set of music i'm like is there a point this computer is gonna crash you know is there a limit to the amount of lists right. that are gonna fit in here i don't get know mixed
0: up or something right yeah
1: I, you know but they're all so different and i think that helps and the fact that at this point none of them are new set lists or you know for the most part it's gigs that i've done before and so at least now is the luxury of hey we worked so hard on this let's go out and play it a little bit more right so it's actually at that point where i'm like oh thank god now all the work's done let's go and play it third times right <laughs> so
0: The Cirque yeah. stuff you're doing, is that like a residency? Or are you on the road with that?
1: It's a resident show. Um, it's one of the Vegas shows. It's their Michael oh, nice. Jackson show. So I have a very Jennifer Batten-esque get-up. I'm a character in the show. I'm part-time now, which is what allows me to be doing all the other stuff. Which is, right. Again, a, a godsend. And because I live in Vegas, I'm, I'm able to do it because, you know, you wouldn't be able to really fill in if you weren't local and already here. Right. Um, and so it's... It's a it's a great, you know, I used to be full time and I loved it. I loved all my friends in the community and the show couldn't keep doing it at that pace. So this is kind of unbelievable that they're letting me do this.
0: <laughs> That's great. But you say you can't keep doing it at that pace. It seems like your pace is even, you got more on your plate now with all this other stuff, right?
1: I have more. I mean, I have a lot of road stuff and a lot of different things but the Cirque schedule is 10 shows a week 48 weeks a year so it doesn't really matter who you're on the road with
0: I guess it's pretty
1: hard to you know what I mean and I always I always make that joke you know because everybody there has done thousands of shows and I'm always like do you know how many years it would take you on tour to do a thousand shows like that would be the rest of your life like it'll take a while right (laughs) it doesn't matter who you're touring with
0: (laughs) So I imagine with all this stuff you got going on, then you're not really home practicing, right? Because you're just always just working?
1: Uh, I'm finding pockets of time. You know, it depends on how much every uh, gig rehearses and how the falls. But right now, it's like I'm knocking on wood. It's not that bad. But I'm trying like one day at a time, you know, because I, I don't want to burn out. I love everything that I'm doing, and I definitely want to keep at it and feel good about it.
0: And it's nice to be busy in a musical climate that's
1: Absolutely. pretty crappy. I'm so grateful. I I don't know how it happened, but I think part of it is hard work. Well, <laughs> yes, thank you. I, I was gonna say that. I, I was just gonna say the fact of everything happening at once. I think is kind of a product of the post pandemic thing, where now everyone's like, let's all do it at once.
0: Right, but and that so, could be a that could be a, a blessing and a curse, right? Because right. everybody doing it at once also floods the market it floods the
1: market it creates scheduling conflicts it does yeah it does a lot of things so i think that is kind of maybe a a result of we had this long hiatus and now everybody wants to be out there so yeah making it work
0: that's beautiful but i know from like a fan's standpoint difficult to you know you get five now you sometimes you get three, four, five tours in town that's like the same week that's or true. whatever. And there's only so much money for the average guy to go to that's a show. Even when it comes to records too, right? Everybody's got records now. And yeah. you gotta kinda pick and choose. So it makes it a little right. bit more difficult.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of there's definitely a lot of uh what's the word I'm looking for? Not noise, because that's where I'm going, but there's just there's a lot of uh
0: competition.
1: That yeah, that's one way to put it
0: yeah i mean and there's only so many venues right because we lost a lot during the pandemic
1: that's true yeah so you we didn't have that bottleneck. many to begin with yeah
0: but i also think probably even as a performer i know as a fan going to shows the energy is totally off oh, the God. Now, right it's in, it's because incredible. you missed it for so long
1: it's incredible and and also as someone who's on stage looking at the audiences it's a completely different energy
0: and you, you must feed off that right
1: yes absolutely uh, a million percent i i would like to think that we're all more gracious more grateful musicians after this that's most people that i know feel that way uh right
0: yeah do you uh were you nervous or i guess anxious when it finally the gates opened and you finally got to get back on the stage again or was it like yes. the bike
1: well oh nothing like a performance standpoint, I was I was ready to go. But more from the is still is stuff still gonna get canceled because right. I, we had been waiting, Danny elfman has been waiting to do Coachella since 2020, which right when we were supposed to do it, right, right when pandemic hit, and we didn't know if that was going to come back around. And once we had found out that it was, I just did not let myself believe that it wasn't gonna get canceled until the day of right literally the day of when i woke up and drove down there Jeez. and i was like okay you know what i think it's too late to cancel it now <laughs> but yeah it was str- i mean i i think i just couldn't let myself get attached to the idea in case it was gonna be pulled again right. because Canceled it was again. just
0: right. yeah. so at the end of the day i know we talked about your hard work and your persistence but how at the end of the day how amazed are you that you work with such quality productions and people
1: i i it's always it always amazes me uh you know i didn't really expect to have any real work in the industry i guess you know when i was younger growing up going to music school and all those things i don't know if it was the culture, or my family or whatever it is but i believed that oh maybe you know one person out of our class is going to be the lucky one that gets one paid gig at some point in their life. Right. You know, it wasn't even anything that I could have dreamed of, so I certainly never expected any of the things that I'm doing, and definitely not all of them at once. So, right, because I, I mean, you like look said, at the, on the wood,
0: yeah, you look at the uh, you know, you know, the list of people, and it just goes on and on, and it's a list of like who's who, and they're all you know, top of their game people, so that's amazing.
1: Thank you so much. I mean, that's why I I tried to earn it with the with the work because I. Oh yeah.
0: No, I'm, I'm not taking that there. away at oh, all. That's what I said. It's got to be hard work for sure.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. No, I'm am just saying like I, I know it's a very again lucky not the right word, right? But it's it's a fortunate situation to yes. be in. So I definitely want to earn it.
0: and and, you know. and I guess on the flip side of that, and this is not taking anything away, there are tons of people who put in the same amount of work, right, and never get yeah. that.
1: Exactly. That, and that's why, you know, I'm, I'm not unaware of how difficult and rare this is. And again, that's why I, I never really expected right. anything.
0: So. Interesting. So that's pretty much, that brings me to the end of my questions. Did I miss anything you wanted to cover? Cool.
1: No, I thought it, this was a great conversation.
0: Yeah. I kind of, usually my partner say, but we kind of just make it, we kind of title it a casual conversation and we touch on yeah. stuff, but we like to just go where it goes and and be a little bit outside the box, and different. So,
1: I agree. I prefer that myself.
0: So, I appreciate what you're doing. Thank you for your contribution to you. the Thank you.
1: Thank you so much. That means a lot.
0: Thank you, my friend. I appreciate your time.
1: You're so welcome. Thank Good you. Good luck so with much. the record.
0: Good luck with everything. Be well.
1: Thank you. Cheers. A great one. Right. Bye. Bye. Okay.
0: Hey everyone. This is Tuck from Fit for a King in Off Road Minivan.